Section forty five of the Freedman's Book by Lydia Maria Child. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Sam and Andy by Harriet Beecher Stowe. A beautiful slave in Kentucky named Eliza had a very handsome little boy. One day she overheard her master making a bargain with a slave trader by the name of Haley to sell them both. She made her escape that night taking her child with her. Her mistress, who was much attached to her, and did not want to have her sold, was glad when she heard that Eliza was gone. But her master, who was afraid the trader would think he had helped her off after he had taken the money for her, ordered the horses Bill and Jerry to be brought, and two of his slaves, called Sam and Andy, to go with the slave trader in pursuit of the fugitive. The way they contrived how not to overtake Eliza is thus told in Uncle Tom's cabin. "'Sam! Hello, Sam!' said Andy. "'Massa wants you to catch Bill and Jerry.' "'Hi! What's afoot now?' said Sam. "'Why, I suppose you don't know that Lizzie's cut stick and cleared out with her youngin'. "'You teach your granny,' replied Sam with infinite contempt. "'Knowed it a heap sooner than you did. "'This nigger ain't so green now.' "'Well, anyhow, Massa wants Bill and Jerry geared right up, "'and you and I's to go with Massa's Haley to look arter her,' said Andy. "'Sam, who had just been contriving how he could make himself of importance on the plantation, exclaimed, "'Good now! That's the time of day! "'It's Sam's that's called for in dees hair times. "'He's the nigger.' Mass'll see what Sam can do. Ah, you better think twice, said Andy, for Missus don't want her cotched, and she'll be in your wool. Ay, how'd you know that? said Sam, opening his eyes. Heard her say so, my own self. Dis blessed morning, when I bring in Massa's shaving water, she sent me to see why Lizzie didn't come to dress her, and when I tell her she was off. She just rise up, and says she, The Lord be praised. Massa, he seem real mad, and says he, Wife, you talk like a fool. The Lord, she bring him too. I knows well enough how that'll be. It all is best to stand Missus side the fence, now I tell you, said Andy. Sam scratched his woolly pate, and gave a hitch to his pantaloons as he had a habit of doing when his mind was perplexed. "'Dear ain't never no sayin' about no kind of thing in dis year world,' said he at last. "'Now I'd a said sartin that missus would a scared the vassal world after Lizzie.' "'So she would,' said Andy. "'But can't ye see through a ladder, ye black nigger?' "'Missus don't want dis year Massa Halley to get Lizzie's boy.' dat's to go and i specs you better be makin tracks for dem hosses mighty sudden too for i hearn missus queerin arter you so you've stood foolin long enough sam upon this began to bestir himself in earnest and after a while appeared bearing down gloriously towards the house with bill and jerry in a full canter adroitly throwing himself off before they had any idea of stopping he brought them up alongside the horse-post like a tornado. Haley's horse, which was a skittish young colt, winced and bounced, and pulled hard at his halter. 
ho ho said sam scary are ye and his black face lighted up with a curious mischievous gleam i'll fix ye now said he there was a large beech tree overshadowing the place and the small sharp triangular beech nuts lay scattered thickly on the ground sam stroked and patted the colt and while pretending to adjust the saddle he slipped under it a sharp little nut in such a manner that the least weight brought upon the saddle would annoy the nervous animal without leaving any perceptible wound dar me fix em said he rolling his eyes with an approving grin at this moment mrs shelby appeared on the balcony and beckoned to him why have you been loitering so sam said she i sent andy to tell you to hurry bless you missus hosses won't be cotched all in a minute they done cleared out down the south pasture and everywhere said sam well sam replied his mistress you were to go with mr haley to show him the road and help him be careful of the horses sam you know jerry was a little lame last week don't ride them too fast she spoke the last words in a low voice and with strong emphasis let dis child alone for dat said sam rolling up his eyes with a look full of meaning yes missus i'll look out for de hosses sam returned to his stand under the beech tree and said to andy now andy i would be at all surprised if dat old gentleman's critter should gib a fling by and by when he comes to be a gettin up you know andy critters will do such things and sam poked andy in the side in a highly suggestive manner hi exclaimed andy with an air that showed he understood instantly yes you see andy missus wants to make time said sam dat all's clear to the most ordinary observer i just make a little for her now you see get all dese yer hosses loose caper and promiscus round dis here lot and down to the wood there and i spec massa won't be off in a hurry andy grinned you see andy said sam if any such thing should happen as that massa haley's hoss should begin to act contrary and cut up you and i just let's go of our own to help him oh yes we'll help him and sam and andy laid their heads back on their shoulders and broke into a low immoderate laugh snapping their fingers and flourishing their heels with exquisite delight while they were enjoying themselves in this style haley appeared on the veranda some cups of very good coffee had somewhat mollified him and he came out smiling and talking in tolerably restored humour sam and andy clawed for their torn hats and flew to the horse-posts to be ready to help massa the brim of sam's hat was all unbraided and the slivers of the palm-leaf started apart in every direction giving it a blazing air of freedom and defiance the brim had gone entirely from andy's hat but he thumped the crown on his head and looked about well pleased as if to ask who says i haven't got a hat well boys said haley 
be alive now we must lose no time not a bit of him massa said sam putting haley's rein into his hand and holding his stirrup while andy was untying the other two horses the instant haley touched the saddle the meddlesome creature bounded from the earth with a sudden spring that threw his master sprawling some feet off on the dry soft turf with frantic ejaculations sam made a dive at the reins but only succeeded in brushing the torn slivers of his hat into the horse's eyes which by no means tended to allay the confusion of his nerves with two or three contemptuous snorts he upset sam flourished his heels vigorously in the air and pranced away toward the lower end of the lawn he was followed by bill and jerry whom andy had not failed to let loose according to contract speeding them off with various direful cries and now there was a sense of great confusion sam and andy ran and shouted dogs ran barking here and there mike mose mandy fanny and all the smaller specimens on the place raced whooped shouted and clapped their hands with outrageous zeal haley's fleet horse entered into the spirit of the scene with great gusto he raced round the lawn which was half a mile in extent and seemed to take a mischievous delight in letting his pursuers come within a hand's breadth of him and then whisking off again with a start and a snort sam's torn hat was seen everywhere if there seemed to be the least chance that a horse could be caught down he bore upon him full tilt shouting now for it cotch him cotch him in a way that set them all to racing again haley ran up and down stamped cursed and swore the master in vain tried to give some directions from the balcony and the mistress looked from her chamber window and laughed she had some suspicion that sam was the cause of all this confusion at last about twelve o'clock sam appeared mounted on jerry leading haley's horse reeking with sweat but with flashing eyes and dilated nostrils showing that the spirit of freedom had not yet entirely subsided he's cotched exclaimed sam triumphantly if it hadn't been for me they might have bust themselves all on em but i cotched em you growled haley if it hadn't been for you this never would have happened bress us massa exclaimed sam when it's me that's been a-racin and chasin till the sweat just pours off me well well said haley you've lost me near three hours with your cursed nonsense now let's be off and have no more fooling why massa said sam in a deprecating tone i do believe you mean to kill us all clare hosses and all here we are all just ready to drop down and the critters all in a reek o sweat sure massa won't think o startin now till arter dinner massa's horse wants rubbin down see how he's splashed hisself and jerry limps too don't think missus would be willin to have us start this year way no how bress you massa we can catch up if we stop libby never was no great of a walker the mistress 
who, greatly to her amusement, overheard this conversation from the veranda, now came forward and courteously urged Mr. Haley to stay to dinner, saying that the cook should bring it on the table immediately. All things considered, the slave-trader concluded it was best to do so. As he moved toward the parlor, Sam rolled his eyes after him with unutterable meaning, and gravely led the horses to the stable. When he had fairly got beyond the shelter of the barn and fastened the horse to a post, he exclaimed, "'Did you see him, Andy? Did you see him? Oh, Lord, if it weren't as good as a meetin' now, to see him a-dancin' and a-kickin' and a-swearin' at us! Didn't I hear him?' swear away old fellow says i to myself will you have your horse now or wait till you catch em says i and sam and andy leaned up against the barn and laughed to their hearts content you're all to seen how mad he looked when i brought the horse up lor he'd a killed me if he durst to and there i was a-standin as innocent and humble "'Law, I seed you,' said Andy. "'Ain't you an old horse, Sam?' "'Rather specks I am,' said Sam. "'Did you see Missus upstairs at the window? "'I seed her laughing. "'I'm sure I was a-racin', so I didn't see nothin,' said Andy. "'Well, you see, I's quite a habit of observation,' said Sam. "'It's a very potent habit, Andy.' and i commend you to be cultivatin it now you're young by observation makes all the difference in niggers didn't i see what missus wanted though she never let on dat ars by observation andy i specs it's what you may call a faculty faculties is different in different peoples but cultivation of em goes a great way i guess if i hadn't helped your observation this morning you wouldn't have seen your way so smart said andy you's a promising child andy there ain't no manner o doubt said sam i think lots of you andy and i don't feel no ways ashamed to take ideas from you let's go up to the house now andy i'll be bound missus'll give us an uncommon good bite this year time the mistress had promised that dinner should be brought on the table in a hurry and she had given the orders in Halley's hearing. But the servants all seemed to have an impression that Mrs. would not be disobliged by delay. Aunt Chloe, the cook, went on with her operations in a very leisurely manner. Then it was wonderful what a number of accidents happened. One upset the butter. Another tumbled down with the water and had to go to the spring for more. Another spilled the gravy then aunt chloe set about making new gravy watching it and stirring it with the greatest precision if reminded that the orders were to hurry she answered shortly that she warn't a-goin to have raw gravy on the table to help nobody's catchins from time to time there was giggling in the kitchen when news was brought that massa haley was mighty uneasy and that he couldn't set in his chair no ways but was a-walkin and stalkin to the windows and through the porch saps him right said aunt chloe he'll get worse nor uneasy one of these days if he don't mend his ways 
at last the dinner was sent in and the mistress smiled and chatted and did all she could to make the time pass imperceptibly at two o'clock sam and andy brought the horses up to the posts apparently greatly refreshed and invigorated by the scamper of the morning as haley prepared to mount he said your master don't keep no dogs i suppose heaps on em said sam triumphantly there's bruno he's aurora and besides that about every nigger of us keeps a pup of some nature or other but does your master keep any dogs for tracking out niggers said haley sam knew very well what he meant but he kept on a look of desperate simplicity well said he our dogs all smells round considerable sharp i suspect they's the kind though they hadn't never had no practice there's far dogs at most anything though if you get em started he whistled to bruno a great lumbering newfoundland dog who came pitching tumultuously toward them you go hang exclaimed haley mounting his horse come tumble up now sam tumbled up accordingly contriving to tickle andy as he did so this made andy split out in a laugh greatly to haley's indignation who made a cut at him with his riding whip astonished at you andy said sam with awful gravity this year's a serious business andy you mustn't be a makin game this year ain't no way to help massa when they came to the boundaries of the estate haley said i shall take the road to the river i know the way of all of em they always make tracks for the underground sartin that's the idea said sam massa haley hits the thing right in the middle now there's two roads to de river de dirt road and de pike which massa mean to take andy looked up innocently at sam surprised at hearing this new geographical fact but he instantly confirmed what sam said i'd rather be clined to imagine that lizzie'd take de dirt road being at the least travelled said sam though haley was an old bird and inclined to be suspicious of chaff he was rather brought up by this view of the case he pondered a moment and said if yer wasn't both on yer such cussed liars now the pensive tone in which this was spoken amused andy prodigiously he fell a little behind and shook so with laughter as to run a great risk of falling from his horse but sam's face was immovably composed into the most doleful gravity course massa can do as he'd rather said sam it's all one to us when i study upon it i think the straight road is the best she would naturally go a lonesome way said haley i should imagine so said sam but gals is peculiar they never does nothing you thinks they will most generally de contraire so if you thinks you've gone one road it's certain you better go to udder and then you'll be sure to find em so i think we'd better take the straight road haley announced decidedly that he should go the other and asked when they should come to it a little piece ahead said sam giving a wink to andy he added gravely 
i studied on the matter and i'm quite clear we ought not to go dat away i never been over it no way it's desperate lonesome and we might lose our way and now i think on it i hear him tell dat our road was all fenced up down by the creek ain't it andy andy wasn't certain he'd only hearn tell about that road but he had never been over it Haley thought the first mention of the road was involuntary on Sam's part, and that upon second thoughts he had lied desperately to dissuade him from taking that direction because he was unwilling to implicate Eliza. Therefore he struck briskly into the road, and was followed by Sam and Andy. The road, in fact, had formerly been an old thoroughfare to the river, but after the laying of the new pike it had been abandoned, it was open for about an hour's ride, and after that it was cut across by various farms and fences. Sam knew this perfectly well. Indeed, the road had been so long closed that Andy had never heard of it. He therefore rode along with an air of dutiful submission, only groaning occasionally, and saying it was desperate rough and bad for Jerry's foot. Now I just give you warning— "'I know you,' said Haley. "'You won't get me to turn off this year road with all your fussin', so you shut up.' "'Massa will go his own way,' said Sam, with rueful submission, at the same time winking portentously to Andy, whose delight was now very near the explosive point. Sam was in wonderful spirits. He professed to keep a very brisk lookout, at one time he exclaimed that he saw a gal's bonnet at the top of some distant eminence. At another time he called out to Andy to ask if that there wasn't Liza down in the holler. He was always sure to make these exclamations in some rough or craggy part of the road, where the sudden quickening of speed was a special inconvenience to all parties concerned, thus keeping Haley in a state of constant commotion. After riding about an hour in this way, the whole party made a precipitate and tumultuous descent into a barnyard belonging to a large farming establishment. Not a soul was in sight, all the hands being employed in the fields, but as the barn stood square across the road, it was evident that their journey in that direction had reached its end. "'You rascal!' said Haley. "'You knew all about this.' "'Didn't I tell you I knowed, and you wouldn't believe me?' replied Sam. "'I telled Master it was all shut up, and fenced up, and I didn't expect we could get through. Andy heard me.' This was too true to be disputed, and the unlucky man had to pocket his wrath as well as he could. All three faced to the right about, and took up their line of march for the highway. The consequence of all these delays was— that they reached the Ohio River only in season to see Eliza and her child get safely on the other side, by jumping from one mass of floating ice to the other. "'The gal's got seven devils in her, I believe,' said Haley. "'How like a wild cat she jumped!' "'Well, now,' said Sam, scratching his head, "'I hope Mass excuse us trying dat all road.' don't think i feel spry enough for dat all no way and sam gave a hoarse chuckle you laugh 
exclaimed the slave-trader with a growl. "'I couldn't help it now, Massa,' said Sam, giving way to the long-pent-up delight of his soul. "'She looks so curious, a-leapin' and springin', ice a-crackin', and only to hear her, plump, ka-chunk, ka-plash!' and Sam and Andy laughed till the tears rolled down their cheeks. "'I'll make you laugh till the other side of your mouths,' exclaimed the traitor, laying about their heads with his riding-whip. Both ducked and ran, shouting up the bank. They were on their horses before he could come up with them. With much gravity Sam called out, "'Good evening, Master Halley. Won't want us no longer.' I spect Missus be anxious about Jerry. Missus wouldn't hear of all riding the critters over Lizzie's bridge to-night. With a poke into Andy's ribs, they started off at full speed, their shouts of laughter coming faintly on the wind. Sam was in the highest possible feather. He expressed his exultation by all sorts of howls and ejaculations, and by divers' odd motions and contortions of his whole system. Sometimes he would sit backward with his face to the horse's tail. Then, with a whoop and a somerset, he would come right up in his place again. And drawing on a grave face, he would begin to lecture Andy for laughing and playing the fool. Anon, slapping his sides with his arms he would burst forth in peals of laughter that made the old woods ring as they passed with all these evolutions he contrived to keep the horses up to the top of their speed until between ten and eleven their heels resounded on the gravel at the end of the balcony his mistress flew to the railings and called out is that you sam where are they "'Massa Haley is arrestin' at the tavern,' said Sam. "'He's dreadful fatigued, missus.' "'And Eliza, where is she, Sam?' "'Well, missus, de Lord he preserves his own. "'Lizzie's done gone over the river into Ohio, "'as markably as if the Lord took her over in a chariot of fire and two horses.' "'His master, who had followed his wife to the veranda, said, "'Come up here, and tell your mistress what she wants to know.' Sam soon appeared at the parlor door, hat in hand. In answer to their questions, he told his story in lively style. "'Dis year's a providence, and no mistake,' said Sam, piously rolling up his eyes. "'As missus has always been instructed on us, that allers instruments rise up to do the Lord's will. Now if it hadn't been for me to-day, Lizzie'd been took a dozen times.' One did I started off to horses dis year morning and kept em chasin till dinner time and didn't I call Massa Harley five miles out of de road dis evening else he'd a come up with Lizzie as easy as a dog oughta a coon dese years all providences with as much sternness as he could command under the circumstances his master said they are the kind of providences that you'll have to be pretty sparing of sam i allow no such practices with gentlemen on my place sam stood with the corners of his mouth lowered in most penitential style massa's quite right said he 
it was ugly on me. There's no disputin' that ar, and of course master and missus wouldn't encourage no such works. I'm sensible of dat ar, but a poor nigger like me's mazin tempted to act ugly sometimes when fellers will cut up such shines as dat ar massa halley he ain't no gentleman no way anybody's been raised as i've been can't help a seein dat ar well sam said his mistress as you seem to have a proper sense of your errors you may go now and tell aunt chloe she may get you some of that cold ham that was left of dinner to-day you and andy must be hungry missus is a heap too good for us said sam making his bow with alacrity and departing having done up his piety and humility to the satisfaction of the parlour as he trusted he clapped his palm-leaf on his head with a sort of free and easy air and proceeded to the dominions of aunt chloe with the intention of flourishing largely in the kitchen End of Sam and Andy Recording by Rhonda Fetterman